If you're looking for a podcast to give you suggestions on where you should look in your home, your office, or perhaps your presidential library for um, top secret documents you accidentally took home. <laughs> well, this is really not that podcast. No. This is, however, comedy. Tragedy. Marriage. marriage. Welcome to Comedy, Tragedy, Marriage, a podcast where a married couple takes turns each episode selecting a movie, television show, or documentary to watch. We watch it together, then sit down and discuss it about why we liked it, loved it, or loathed it, and share that discussion with you. I'm Stan the Movie Man. I review films at StanTheMovieMan.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MovieManStan. You can follow the podcast at CT Marriage. You can get in touch with us by simply sending us an email, ComedyTragedyMarriage at gmail.com. You can also contact us by sending us a voice message uh, just by clicking the link in the description of this episode. Joining me, as always, is the 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 sunshine of my life, to quote Stevie Wonder. The 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 reason that life is worth living. The cinnamon on your toast. The cinnamon on my toast, mm. or my cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah. My other half. Maud the super helpful broad. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. Uh, it was your choice this week, so please inform everyone what we watched. Okay, this week, as you said, was my choice, and um, I chose from 2019 um, a, a little small film called The Assistant. It's a drama. It was written, directed, produced, and edited by Kitty Green, um, starring Julia Garner, basically, and um, a bunch of other people for a minute. <laughs> Um, some some of those people um, are Matthew McFadden, Mackenzie Lee, Kristen Froseth, John Orsini, and Noah Robbins. Um, Julia Garner stars as a very low on the totem pole kind of junior assistant at a very large, apparently, um, film production company. Yes. Um, she works in the New York office. However, there are offices way all over the place elsewhere. And um, one of the things that we see her doing is making a bunch of travel arrangements and trying to juggle travel arrangements for um, the boss or a boss. There are apparently tons of bosses here. It's a huge enterprise. And um, the more we get into the film, the more we see, the more I saw anyway, that it was very much a, um, a Harvey Weinstein kind of um, company kind of situation. Um, the assistant takes us through, um, well, the opening scene is um, Julia Garner's character, um, Jane, getting ready for work. Um, it's still dark outside. A driver comes to pick her up, and she's like dozing in the back of the um, in the back of the car um, as she gets to work. She's first in the office. She's last to leave. She gets everything started. She's booting up computers and starting coffee and cleaning up messes. And she's basically just um, got tons and tons to do. Um, one could surmise from the way that the film opens that she has a more important position perhaps than she actually does um, because we see her arriving so early we see her doing so many things um, throughout the course of her day which is what this film covers is a day in the life mm -hmm. um, throughout the course of her day we see her doing sort of high-powered work like you know juggling all these travel arrangements and juggling phone calls and um, but then we also see her emptying trash and cleaning up washing um, dishes washing dishes cleaning up literal physical messes as well as um not physical messes 
um, shall we say, um, things where she she gets called on the carpet for not doing something to um, to suit the boss's capricious pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit more about the film. Um, it premiered at the Telluride Film Festival on August 30th, 2019, was released in the States on January 31st, 2020 by Bleecker Street, um, according to the wiki. Um, it was well received by critics who especially praised Gardner's performance and the film's claustrophobic depiction of office life. Um, as the film progresses, it becomes very apparent, it, it became very apparent to me anyway, that um, Jane is sort of new to her situation. She's really, she's like a recent college graduate. Um, she went to Northwestern, so obviously she's smart. Um, she seems eager to do well and to be um, respected and taken seriously by her peers and her superiors. Um, But it becomes apparent that she's not in on the open secret, which is that the boss is sleeping with people and it's everybody else's job in the entire company to cover for the boss um, and to enable the boss and not only to keep the boss happy and placated, but to keep the boss's wife happy and placated, um, to cater to the needs of the nanny as well. Um, and she just, she's, she apparently has not been privy to, you know, the inside joke, as it were. She, she, we see her get a dose of reality throughout the course of this particular day in the office. And the punishment that she is subjected to when she goes to HR about it. Oh, well, that's that's just the, um, how to say without being profane, because this is a family show here. Um, yeah, her, her work environment um, is a snot cookie. <laughs> And the treatment that the HR guy gives her is the booger icing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the boss, whom we never see, we only hear. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the actors credited are credited with voice only because they just they scream at people over the phone. And um, you say that her job part of her job is to keep the boss's wife happy mm-hmm. but the wife isn't happy because she knows that their marriage is falling apart she, yeah i'm sorry your husband's a philanderer well and he cut off her credit cards yeah and like the assistant is supposed to be able to do anything about that and the well, what what the wife wants is to have her call sent to the boss, which is not going to happen. Which will not happen because uh, the boss and, doesn't want to talk to her. And then the wife takes it out on, on the assistant. On the assistant, and then she somehow gets a message to her. The wife somehow gets a message to the boss, and. Then it's the assistant's fault for making her mad. But mm-hmm. she was mad from the very beginning. Yeah. This movie is such a look at a soul-sucking environment. It really, really is. It's, I mean, I, I used to work for a, in a stressful position, in a stressful department, um for stressful bosses. And um, I always joked that our department was on the first floor because it rolls downhill. Right. And this Jane, this poor assistant, never did it roll more down on hill, downhill than it does on her. And she's just under an avalanche of it. And, you know, she 
sees what the boss is doing. The boss meets attractive young women. Um, he offers one that he met in Idaho um, a job as an executive, as an assistant, mm -hmm. similar to her job. Yeah, she has a lot of experience in film. Yeah, she was a waitress and her uncle works in craft service. Yes. Um, so, yeah, but, and, but, but she's stacked. But all he all he wants is to have sex with this girl. Mm -hmm. He may give her some low-level position, but only just to keep her close. Mm -hmm. um, this, and this isn't the first time. We, we know that this isn't the first time. And it isn't the last time we see it happening in the film. No. Um, he also um, charges the assistant, Jane, with um, meeting this this girl from Idaho and um, taking her to her very swank, posh, fancy hotel, which mm -hmm. is going to be their trysting spot. Yes, he's um, he's putting her up in a hotel. A very nice hotel. A very hotel. nice hotel. Um, and the girl from Idaho says, "Did is that where they put you up? And Jane goes, no, no. No. They didn't put me up anywhere. Yeah. I live in the city, so. Actually, she lives in Queens. She lives in Astoria. Astoria. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and and the guys that are in the office with her are just smarmy. Um, it's very locker room. Well, yeah, it's definitely a boys club. Mm -hmm. uh, although there are women who apparently do work in higher positions. But these two guys... You know, like, for instance, on two occasions, she's made to write an apology email. To the boss, To yeah. the boss. For, for whatever that infraction. she shouldn't have to apologize for. Yeah. Um, and one of them comes over and just sort of hovers over her chair and offers suggestions for the lines she should put into mm -hmm. the email. Which but... On, which, on the one hand, is... Genuinely helpful. Yes. But on the other hand, he is all up on her, too. He is so in her personal space. I mean, he could have offered those suggestions from his little chair in his little half cubicle across the way. Well, yeah. Um, and, and when they could offer support or when they could stand up for her or... You know, or when they could take something off of her plate by dealing with the wife or, you know, anything, they don't do it. They ah. just, they shove everything on, onto Jane. Well, she's the low man on the totem pole. She's got to rake through it for herself. And, Plus, you know, she's a girl. And there's even one scene where they show her talking to their housekeeper, the boss's housekeeper, because she's having trouble with the vacuum cleaner. Yeah, like what am I supposed to, this is not my job. And and the 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 housekeeper speaks mostly Spanish. Um so she's try, typing stuff into translate. Right. And yeah. then she's going um to the website of the uh vacuum cleaner company that has a, you know, like a, a schematic of the vacuum cleaner trying to figure out what's wrong with it. That's really not her job. No, but um, it is clearly such a toxic workplace that that and and it's such a good opportunity. I mean, like this is she's working for a very high powered, yes. you know, company. Yes. And you know, probably for somebody fresh out of school, she's probably not being paid that badly, considering. Um, I mean, she's she wants to work in this industry. She wants to be a film producer yes. someday. So this is, it looked like a plum yes. when she took it. And now it turns out that it's rotten. Yes. Well, and there's so much um, negative reinforcement from the boss. Oh, yeah like he's a tool he 
and again, we never see him. We just hear him on the phone, and mm-hmm. he's foul-mouthed and rude and short-tempered. Abusive. He is uh, just abusive. He he is. He's using the kind of behavior that physically abusive men show to women, mm-hmm. as in, I'll, I'm sorry, I'll never do it. Well, actually, he never says, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. But he uses this kind of um, uh, faint praise to, even after he has degraded her verbally over mm-hmm. the phone, he then says in an email, I'm only hard on you because I know you can be great. Mm-hmm. And earlier in the film, he he says she can't even order his salad correctly. I mean, because she's constantly calling out for lunch for, mm-hmm. for the office. Um, and one of the guys, uh, he wanted chicken, but he got turkey on his yeah, sandwich. You know, and it, he's another assistant. Yeah, he's he's just a notch above her on, on the totem pole. Yeah. So it's it's just this awful, awful place that she's only been there, we find out later, five weeks. Um and and she already has seen so much and is forced to do so much and has wor- and worked such long hours mm-hmm. um, that you know she when she sees this young woman from Idaho mm-hmm. show up, that is maybe not the straw that broke the camel's back, but it sprained it a little. It's bit. a trigger, and she goes to the HR guy, Ugh. who is not the least bit interested in protecting the workers. That he's supposed to be protecting. No, he's in on the he's in on the joke. Yes, uh, he knows what the boss is doing, and he he's actually running interference for the boss. Yeah, it's it's a vile and repugnant scene. Yeah, the way the HR guy treats her. Yeah, but at the end he says, you know, you really don't have anything to worry about, and she's like, you know, thinking, oh, you you know, you can. I mean, I can see the wheels turning. The character's like, oh, maybe maybe you can do something. And then he says, you're really not his type. Yeah. It, it, that sort of backhanded, uh, you know, encouragement. There's no good way to... There's no good way to convey that message because it's a crappy message. Well, yes. And just because she doesn't have to worry about the boss hitting on her, doesn't, doesn't mean make what's that it's, happening is right. It's a toxic workplace from the top down. Fish, fish rot from the head down. Yeah. Now, obviously, this movie is a reaction to the Me Too movement. Uh, it looks that way to me. Uh, because, of course, Harvey Weinstein uh, is the person that immediately comes to mind. Did but, mine. Um, I was doing another podcast about the entertainment, uh, entertainment news. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the station, the radio station I work for, and we had a regular feature, Holly, the Hollywood, the new Hollywood scumbag. And every week for about two months, we had a new story about another person who had been accused or was quitting their job because it was pretty definite, or was fired from a studio, mm-hmm. um, or whatever about the mistreatment of people under their employ or on the movie they're on or whatever um and most of the time it was middle-aged men taking advantage of younger women Mm -hmm. Um, and it doesn't always necessarily even have to be like a, a psychosexual kind of dynamic i mean the majority of the time it is but it's just that um that um unequal balance of power oh well yeah that's what it's all about yeah because look harvey weinstein is a troll i mean physically that insults trolls everywhere well okay he's an ugly troll he's he's a miscreant he's he's a little round man uh who you know only reason that he had the very attractive wife he had is because he was wealthy and powerful and he was forcing himself on all of these women over the course of however many decades mm. 
and his brother was writing checks to cover it up. Um, and, and, you know, and he would destroy actresses' careers oh, yeah. if they refused to, you know, acquiesce, bend the knee, if you will, um, uh, to his, his sexual demands. And he's a repugnant human being that fortunately uh, is paying for his behavior. Uh, I know that they had a verdict in his uh, California rape trial, but I never did see the verdict. So, I, But he, of course, was convicted in New York of rape and other sexual uh, assaults. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's going to be in prison till he dies. Uh, and if you look at him, the way he, he uses that walker and uh, pretends that oh, he's infirm. Oh, poor, 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 pitiful yes. you. Yes. I am so sorry about your um, grossness. But he, uh, yeah, he's he is paying a price, fortunately, um, for what he's done. His, Did Roger Ailes get in trouble, too? That's why he left Fox News. Um, he... But there was no criminal. There was no criminal, uh, but he, you know, they, Fox had to pay, Fox News had to pay a lot of money to a lot of people over, over Ailes and others at that company. Well, yeah, because it's never just the one guy. If one guy's getting away with it, other guys are getting away with it. It's, it's not a one person proposition. It becomes a culture. Well, and that culture apparently got to Kimberly Guilfoyle as well because she is supposed to have made inappropriate uh, remarks and uh, physical contact with with uh, people that she worked with. That see, and that's a point that that often gets missed, and I don't want to miss it here. Um, it doesn't just happen to young, attractive women. It can happen to men as well. Yes. Case in point, um, a guy I worked with was harassed by a boss, a female boss. And um, the reason that she ended up in this location um, was because she got in trouble for the same thing at her previous job, trying to sleep with the help. And so they sent her down here um, to sweep that mess up there under the rug. And it, it, you know, it, recidivism is very prevalent in this particular kind of offense. Yeah, there's a, uh, there, there's a, a through line with, um, it, it, you know, the Catholic priest Scandal. Mm. They would just move them around to different parishes yeah. where they didn't weren't known of, and where so far they hadn't, you know, nobody had a complaint against him. But it wasn't long until and, they did, and pay people off to yeah. keep it quiet. So, and and that, and always the cover up is always worse than the crime. You know, well, two wrongs don't, don't make a right. Uh, exactly. So you know, when somebody does something that uh, it violates company policy or whatever, even if it's somebody with a contract that you just end up having to pay off, pay it off and, yeah, it's and get be, rid of them. It's going to be worse later. Yeah. It's going to get worse, and you're going to have to pay more. Yeah, that's yeah. That's why the cover-up is worse than the crime. You know, there's we're both in the have been at various times in the broadcast industry, and we have heard. Uh, either stories of, um, you know, sexual misconduct or sexism. Yeah. Um, oh, please, I'm a girl. Every woman I have known um, who has worked in a primarily male-dominated field, mm-hmm. um, we've all got stories. Mm-hmm. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so, yeah, you're either discriminated against because of your um, your gender or you are hit on because of your gender or both. Now, fortunately, being short, fat, and hairy as I am, Quit I have it. been protected from all of this uh, trauma. So uh, it's, it's, 
I don't think you've been protected from all of it. I think there's been the occasional chick who wanted to jump your bones. No, no, I don't think so. I think I think I I have had things that were inappropriate said to me. Now whether that was uh, they were hitting on me or because they were just saying something and didn't think it through. Um, I don't know because it never went any further than those comments and it was just one time for on two occasions so and and again it never went any further than that so um so yes it does happen to men and women and the cover-up is worse than the crime and it is difficult especially in the entertainment industry um to find that place where you can you know, make your point, make your complaint, and have it actually taken seriously. Well, I, I'm, my comments here do not reflect any opinions other than my own. Yes. However, in past experience, what I have seen borne out is that um, HR is not on the side of the little guy a lot of the time. No, because they work for the company that they, you know, they are HRing. They know where um, their toast is cinnamoned. Uh, so, yeah, it, it isn't those, what is supposed to be a place where you can go and speak without fear of retribution and hopefully begin some meaningful change often turns out to be a way for um, the company to CYA uh-huh. or and, CTA as the case may be. And um, not just covering their A's but also finding out who the rats are. Yes. and, who, and We gotta watch out for this one. They're trouble. Yes. And whistleblowers, uh, whistleblowers. tend to play, pay a heavy price for their what they do. And I don't care what they tell you. Yes, retaliation is against the law. Yes, retaliation is also notoriously hard to prove. Yes. Uh, so, this movie is... Clearly it's triggered us both. <laughs> uh, this movie is, is um, you know, just this, this focus on this kind of toxic environment um, that... This one happens to be set in the entertainment industry, but it can be at the local auto parts store. It can be at a grocery store. It could be any place where a person with a uh, overinflated ego and somebody who's let the power of their position go to their head um, can make underlings' lives extremely unpleasant mm. yeah um, and if you have the financial means to get out from under a situation like that please do you don't deserve it if on the other hand you don't then document everything document everything if you know depending on what state you live in you can make recordings uh, voice recordings of what is said and only you need to know that a recording is being made mm. um, and there's you know there's the voice memo app on practically every smartphone so you can you can record stuff if if, if that's legal in your state uh, and and use it in proceedings um, so you know this this is a uh, an unfortunately, all too regular um, uh, occurrence. occurrence that that takes place in the workplace, especially for women, but also for men, mm-hmm. um, and is it is not a happy movie. It's not. It um, it is very uncomfortable to watch in places. It is. That being said. Um, the fact that Kitty Green wrote, directed, produced, and edited. and edited this 
movie. Um, she is clearly a gifted, talented yes. individual. Yes. Um, and hopefully she'll have opportunities to do stuff that more people see because mm -hmm. this movie was not broadly distributed. No, this was a small little independent boutique kind of film. But if you would like to watch it to see her work, uh, check it out on Hulu. Mm -hmm. And probably also rent it from the various places. Yeah. All right, we'll come back in just a moment unless you have something else you want to talk about. I don't. We'll come back in just a moment to give you our rating for The Assistant right after this. Welcome back to Comedy, Tragedy, Marriage. We watched The Assistant, and this is the part of the show where we give you our ratings. So, what do you rate The Assistant? Oy, okay, I'm torn. Um, Julia Garner is a marvel. Mm -hmm. um, she, I know her from, um, most notably from Ozark. Yes. She is just, she is a revelation. I mean, she has a very distinctive look. She's got this halo of blonde, curly ringlets mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. this cherubic little angelic peaches and cream complexion um, and these very soulful eyes. And she's clearly a young woman but she is so world weary in this film and so beat down, you can just feel the heaviness on her. Um, she's, she is a revelation to watch in anything I've seen her in. Mm -hmm. um, by virtue of that, really strong writing. Um, the way that it's edited together um, adds to the stressful, um, the stressful experience of watching it. Because it is so stressful to watch, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to give it a four. It's just, it's not, it's not fun to watch. It's not fun to watch, but. But I can appreciate that it's brilliant. Yes the color palette that is oh, very is gray very, very drab very gray the office lighting that's constantly buzzing it's fluorescent lights mm -hmm. um the uh the only splash of colors is when she leaves for the day and goes to that little diner and and has a muffin and calls her dad mm -hmm. um wait does she call her dad in the in, in the in the diner or is that before i think she was in the diner she has missed his birthday because she has been so yes. busy with and, work and stressed and stressed because and she worked all weekend his birthday i think it was sunday yeah but she was she at worked work all, all weekend yeah uh yeah just that and the only really splash of color there is like the neon signs and the pictures above it but otherwise this movie is a drab gray that appears to be sucking the life out of everyone in that office, mm -hmm. especially her. Yeah. Because she is... Uh, She's ground zero. She is on automatic pilot for most of of her daily functions. Um, and I know it, it is stressful, and it's, and it's not a fun movie to watch, but uh, she is so good. She is so good. Um, and I look forward to seeing more from her as she gets, as she grows into herself. Well, I, I have an update for you. Uh, but I, I, I give this movie five stars. Really? It is, yeah. It is, it's an affecting and troubling. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, throughout the movie, I just kept waiting for something really bad to, I mean, really bad to happen. Like the, the other shoe to drop. Yeah, and it's, you know, and it's constantly this pressure cooker, and you're just wondering what, when's it going to pop? Yeah. And the way it pops is not how I expected. So I really liked it for that. Oh. Cool. And it is, uh, it is a searing look yeah. at um, 
both being just the low-level drone in the office mm -hmm. and also this culture of sexual harassment mm -hmm. so I and just I, abuse yeah and and that the the sort of you know I'm 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 mean to you because I think you can be great what a load of crap that's a big load of crap um, I'm mean to you because I enjoy being mean yes and I intend to continue being mean to you but in order for me to continue being mean to you I have to dangle this carrot in front of you so I can still smack you with a stick yeah so yeah I, I think it's a brilliant movie um, and I'm so glad you liked it very low-key um, there are no the only the flashiest performance is the bot the voice of the boss on the phone uh, otherwise everybody's speaking in these low tones Julia, because they've all had the life drained out of them by this psychic emotional vampire. Yeah, uh, Julia Garner is, um, she's just fantastic. She is. And her her performance is so measured, so, you know, the character is trying to avoid losing her job. Yeah. So, even when she goes to the HR person, and she she wants to tell him what's going on but she really doesn't know what's going on he knows more than she does yes he's in on it and and you can just see her being continually pummeled by this hr guy who mm -hmm. who is really working for the boss it's it's just a terrific terrific performance and i really enjoyed it i mean as much as one can yeah uh you it appreciated has, it yes it has a 93 on rotten uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, uh, and the site's critical consensus reads, led by a powerful or a powerhouse performance by Julia Garner, the assistant offers a withering critique of workplace harassment and systemic oppression. Yeah. On Metacritic, it has a 79. Oh. Uh, based on 43 critics' reviews, generally indicating generally favorable reviews. Um, now, wasn't exactly a moneymaker. Well, no. Uh, it was uh, made for $1.7 million, and it had a box office of $1.4 million, but it had a very limited release. Yeah. Probably went straight to uh, video on demand after that, and, you know, of course, was, I assume, Hulu bought the rights to stream it. So, But it is on Hulu right now. I think you should watch it. It is... It is very stressful from pretty much start to finish. But it's relevant. It's important. Um, if you appreciate good writing, good acting, um, good editing, I mean, it's it's a quality film. Yes. It's well-made, well-conceived, brilliant. So we both think you should watch The Assistant. Yeah. What have you been watching? Um, we both watched... Um, some uh, some fan service to an earlier trippier smokier time um still pretty smoky still pretty smoky yeah um netflix dropped um 10 episodes of that 90s show yes and as providence would have it I had just um i think i mentioned this last time i had just started Rewatching that '70s show because a funny Kitty Foreman meme um, um, gif showed up in my. Uh, it was a. It wasn't a meme. It wasn't a gif. It was real. Too many things. But anyway, it showed up in my socials, and I'm like, "Damn, I love me some Kitty Foreman. I need to revisit her." Which is great because Kitty and Red reprise their roles from the that 70s show and they're in every episode they're so great and i saw a reel um today or yesterday actually where kurtwood smith who plays red um is talking about how deborah joe rupp who plays kitty is his favorite acting partner and how much they enjoyed you know repeating these roles yeah uh, and look it's the chemistry's as perfect as it always was. And it may not be the funniest show you'll ever see or the best written, 
um, or you know anything like that. But if you were a fan of that '70s show and that first episode where there are the most cameos from the original cast, so sweet. Um, you know, Topher Grace and Laura Prepon and Ashton uh, Kutcher, Ashton Kutcher and, and Mila, Mila Kunis, who of course are married in real life, um, and the show focuses on Leia who uh, is Eric and Donna's child um, and the other kids that are in the neighborhood that are around her age along with Jay Kelso who um, <laughs> is, is you know um, Kelso's Kelso kid grown up Kelso's kid um, and we we get some appearances from Fez <laughs> he plays a major role in like the finale. Fez, 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 ah, Fez, Fez, <laughs> Fez. In his fully bloomed, formed that '90s something self is glorious. So funny. Yes. And uh, the standout character of the new characters is has got to be Ozzy. Oh gosh, uh, yes. Uh, he's a bit stereotypically gay, but he he is the the voice of truth and honesty amongst the all the younger characters in, in the show. This this takes place in the summer of 1995. Yes. So um, we actually meet the girl next door to the Foremans who um, her family now live um, in the Pinciotti's old house where Donna used to live. Mm -hmm. And Leia um, is like just, you know, walking through the backyard or something and hears here's the girl next door who lives in Donna's old bedroom wailing to um, Alanis Morissette, you ought to know, yeah. and climbs up the side of the house and, you know, they immediately become friends after Girl Next Door eventually kind of stops freaking out that, ooh, strange girl has climbed up the side of my house. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think it's a first floor bedroom. So she's, she's freaked out slightly that it's, um, that there's this stranger looking, looking at her, in her through window. the window. Yeah. But anyway. While she's in there screaming her head off, yeah. singing You Ought to Know. But, uh, yeah, it's, an, it's, it's a fun and attractive group of young actors who are now the kids in the foreman's basement. Some of them are better actors than others. True. There are some, you know, pe there are some young people who have promise, I think, as actors. And then there are some who um, look to me like they were cast for their look. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ozzy is freaking hilarious, yes, though. He He's is. A, he is a not tall, um, sort of pudgy Asian kid. Who is who, gay. Who is, who is quite gay. Quite, quite gay. And yes. very cynical and deadpan in his delivery. He yes. is so awesome. And he, he tells everybody the absolute truth. Yeah. If you're being an idiot, he'll tell you you're being an idiot, but in a very funny way. So... I personally highly recommend that. Oh my gosh, show. yes. And those episodes fly by. They're like 20, 22 minutes max. They really do. And since they're they don't air with commercials, right. you know, if they were on network TV, they'd be 30ish. Right. But they're commercial free, so it's like you can burn through the you can burn through this easily in an evening. Of course, Netflix does offer a um, a a commercial tier now, which is cheaper than you know, the not commercial tier. Oh, you can get your 28 and a half minute show. That's right. If so, that's really what you need. But we really, I, I really liked that 90 show. I assume you did too. I loved okay. it. Uh, we also watched, or at least I watched some of Death in the Dorms. Yeah. It's on Hulu. Yeah. Uh, it's six episodes. It's an ABC News documentary miniseries about uh, murders that occur on college campuses. Yeah. Um, not fun. No, no, not fun not at all. Not fun, but, I mean, it's been happening as long as there's been college, so. So if, if, you know, you're into true crime, then by all means. This is another flavor of true crime. Yes. So. 
Um, yeah. And we are continuing our uh, binge of Night Watch. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, and I mentioned to you as we were watching, we're on season five now, and uh, it's the last one that you can um, stream. It's just EMS. Just yeah, it's in just New EMS. It's yeah. It's not. I mentioned to you that boy that Tampa when they were in Tampa for a season that apparently was not popular. The Tampa people were perfectly competent at their jobs, but they were dull. They were a bit boring, and the the New Orleans folks, even though it's not quite as lively as it used to be. Uh, Nah, because Holly got promoted yeah, and Holly, Dan left. Yeah, Holly is uh, one of the EMTs. She's a um, who, she's a sprint lieutenant now. Yeah, so she she's drives a, a truck unit. by herself uh, and uh, offers support to other ambulance crews mm -hmm. that are are working on um, somebody who's ill or, or injured. And um, you know, Dan isn't there anymore. He's he's a nurse. FYI, he's a full time nurse now full -time in Tammany Parish. Yes. So go to um, go to his hospital. He'll look after you. And you know some of the other teams that we were familiar with have broken up, and the new teams are are fine, but they don't have quite the zing of that original crew. A little bit less, slightly less magical and unicorny in that way. Yes. Um, and Still perfectly good show, though, yes. and um, some gnarly, we got our first facial burns tonight in an episode that we, you know, we hadn't seen before. Yeah. A, um, just FYI, if you're on oxygen, don't smoke your cigarette with your oxygen on. Correct. That is, that, that tends to go badly. That makes fire. Yes. Well, it causes... Uh, it can cause the the ember on the end of the cigarette to become an active flame as the oxygen fuels uh, that and can can cause injury as it did to this one particular one. Fire bad, fire, fire in your face, real bad. Fire fire up your nose and down your throat, uh, really 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 bad. Real bad. So uh, yeah, we're continuing Night Watch and we both love it and I'm kind of sad we're going to be running out of episodes soon mm -hmm. although apparently they are still making it that's uh, good on a and e so eventually they'll dump those on i hope um, a streaming discovery service. plus uh so and that's really been about it uh, i've, I've rewatched. i've started rewatching ghost whisperer again mm. um that may or may not continue it just you know it was just what i felt the need for when I started. Oh, there is a new show that starts streaming in a couple of days on Peacock called Poker Face. Uh, Natasha Leone is a human lie detector, but okay. she's uh, and she can suss out. You know, she's she's going around the country solving murders, sussing out liars. But the reason she's going around the country to do it is because somebody's after her. Oh, okay. Uh, this is uh, a creation of Ryan Johnson from the uh, uh, Glass Onion slash yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Knives Out uh, films, and uh, I'm because of that pedigree and the fact that it has pretty much an all-star cast. Yeah, um, and it's it's an anthology. It's a different case every episode. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that, and that starts on January 26th on Peacock. So I am looking forward to watching that. Okay. Uh, I don't know if we get one a week or if they all drop at once, but... We'll find out. We'll find out. Um, you got anything else? No, next week's your turn. All right. Do you have any idea? Um, I have a couple, actually, oh. as the Academy Awards... Uh, nominations were announced today. Oh, oh! And uh, there are a couple of films that I have seen in the theater when they came out that I, I think I want you to watch and see how you feel about them. Okay, cool. Um, and actually, we may have to do um, a series. Of um, Oscar nominees. Well, that or um, films from... Um, Brian McDonough, uh, that's not his name. Matthew. Matthew McDonough. Mm -hmm. 
who we we watched um, um, in Bruges. In Bruges, and three of his four movies have won or been nominated for Academy Awards. Okay. So we we may do a series on him, uh, or we we may do Academy Award nominees type films. Okay. So uh, we will not be watching Top Gun Maverick. Uh, because I've already given Tom Cruise too much of my money. I And I don't care. <laughs> Even though Top Gun Maverick... Was a really good movie. ...is significantly better than the original Top Gun. It's still Tom Cruise. Well, there's that. But... Talk uh, about a troll. Uh, uh, it is... Uh, but we'll, we won't do that one because everybody's, you know, been effusive about that already. And it doesn't need any help from us because it's already the... Like the second highest grossing movie of the year uh, well of 2022 of because Avatar came out in late 2022 Avatar okay. The Way of Water uh, I won't make you watch that either okay um, but it you know it, it made a ton of money it doesn't need any help from us no but you know we we might watch everything everywhere all at once which uh, I have heard wonderful things about that film. You know, I it 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 worked for me until the very end, and it was like, really? What? That's that's the point. Is that huh. is that what we're supposed to learn? Um, and maybe I'm wrong because it got nominated for eleven Academy Awards, including eleven all of the principal uh, cast. Dang. Uh, Michelle Yao, um, and um. It got uh, Jamie Lee Curtis her first Academy Award nomination in supporting. And how is that possible? I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so yeah, we we I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. There's um, there's plenty of things to watch. There are opportunities galore. So thank you very much for listening to this edition of Comedy Tragedy Marriage. We appreciate it. Uh, please go to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify, or wherever it is you get podcasts, and subscribe. Uh, and if you have an opportunity to rate, review uh, Comedy Tragedy Marriage, please do so. Uh, if you would like to suggest a movie for us to watch, you can do so by sending us an email with the name of what it is you want us to watch and why you think we should watch it. Send it to comedytragedymarriage at gmail. Dot com. You can also leave us a voice message in the description of this episode. I am Stan the Movie Man. That is Maud the Movie Broad. Love you. Love you. And until next time. Later. later. Yay!